Hello, I'm Alec Wilkinson and this is Sailing Uncovered, the monthly podcast that brings you the biggest names, biggest events and biggest topics from the world of sailing. Well, if this is your first time listening, welcome along and please, please subscribe to the podcast, which is absolutely free and then you won't miss a single episode in the future. The good news is that the podcast will be once again going live on stage at the London Boat Show from the 10th to the 14th of January at the XL in London. And this is our special preview to the show. This year we're calling our theatre the Legends Theatre and boy do we have some legendary names joining us on stage. Some have already appeared on our podcast, others are brand new. All are as big as they get in the sailing world. And amongst them, the first woman to skipper an all-female crew around the world, Tracy Edwards. We are going to be making an announcement about Maiden and it's to do with the three-year world tour which starts on September the 9th, uh, 2018. And she will not just be joining us on stage, she'll be joining us on this podcast shortly. Also with us, the voice of the shipping forecast, BBC Radio 4 announcer Zeb Sones. There's something about the shipping forecast that just transports people when they're at home listening to it to this extraordinary kind of seascape of the imagination. But first, a man who knows everything about the London Boat Show, mainly because he's helped organise it for eons, Mike Enser. Hello, and I know you love your boating. This is radio. You didn't have to turn up in a sou'wester. Uh, well, it, it's just I'm so passionate about what I do. <laughs> I, uh, I I wear the clothes. I breathe it. If you cut me in half, salt water comes out of my veins. Um, right, London Boat Show 2018. It's all changed this year. Yeah, very new show for people to come and visit this year. Uh, we're a five-day show going from Wednesday the 10th right the way through to Sunday the 14th of January 2018. Five days packed, rammed with new attractions, with new boats, new equipment, innovations, new stars, new celebrities. It's a new show and it's going to be fantastic. So what is there to see then, boats-wise? Let's start with the boats. Boats-wise, well, it's a boat show and we are very pleased to say that we have more boats than we've had uh, last year. We have the large luxury motor cruisers through to sailing boats, through to dinghies, through to boats you can fold up and put in the back of your car, through to paddle boards. So these new trend sports that are coming through are very much part of what we're going to be doing at the show this year. And then there are the toys as well. The Sea Bob, a little jet-powered engine uh, that you can take under the water with you, over the water. It's about the size of a, a carry-on suitcase uh, and is incredibly good fun, not only to watch, but to have a go at as well. That's what I love about the boat show. You can wander around. You can look at anything from, you know, a small dinghy to a huge super yacht. Um, but then you'll suddenly come across a, a boat and it'll look perfectly normal. And then beside it is the same boat all folded up, ready to go in the boot of your car or a, I don't know, a, what looks like a rowing boat that turns into a paddle boat. Um, the, the, the innovation um, and the kind of the, even, let's say, it, weird boats uh, are also just as fascinating. They are indeed, and, and it's a very important issue. We are really pleased to have back the inland, so we have boats from the broads coming into the show and also narrow boats coming into the show. And one of the attractions that we're building is a lock uh, and lock keepers in. We're going to have a very own pub back at the show, which supports um, the diversity, the relaxation, but also the excitement of a holiday on the inland waterways and the broads. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll talk a little bit more about the the innovations later because we've got a whole show on stage uh, dedicated to British innovations. We'll talk about that that in a moment um now our stage show on saturday the 13th of january is going to be called maiden voyage when we'll pay homage to some of the legendary women to have sailed our seas vande globe veteran sam davis will be there as will susie goodall who sets off on the golden globe race uh, next summer and also joining us will be none other than tracy edwards who's on the line now hi alec how are you i'm very well now the london boat show must hold some big memories for you well, it does, because, of course, we announced Maiden uh, at the London Boat Show in 1980, ooh, 1986 uh, or 7, sorry, 1987, uh, when it was at Earl's Court. London Boat Show is always very special. Uh, there was just something about it. You know, it, it drew people from all over the world and, and obviously still does. And you, you just see and hear some amazing things there. I've got great memories from the London Boat Show. So on stage, we'll be paying homage to some of the country's big female sailors. Uh, You've always been outspoken about female rights in your sport. Where do you think we are on the subject right now? I think uh, it's, well, I I have mixed feelings. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised that 30 years after Maiden, we're not a little bit further down the line. Um, and in the end, it took the genius of Mark Turner to, uh, you know, make it an advantage to take women on the Volvo boats. And it is fantastic that we've got so many women on the Volvo boats. Uh, but I think there is a long, long way to go with the acceptance of women, uh, you know, without these rules in place. I think there's been some ill-advised footage from from some of the boats, um, uh, which has, I think, slightly demeaned uh, some of the uh, the women on board. Um, and I think I presume you're talking about the Hong Kong team. Tell us more. Uh, there's been some footage from a boat called Scallywag, uh, which Rule 69 was brought uh, about um, bringing the sport into disrepute. Mm. And uh, that was thrown out and uh, with a very, I think, poor um, statement from Volvo, uh, who I would have thought would have been, um, you know, wanting to put out that uh, there are certain there are certain types of behavior which are not uh, appropriate in this day and age. And I, I think that, you know, world sailing, I think, needs to get its act together. I, I think that uh, a lot of sports like rugby and football and, and sort of quite male-dominated sports have come so far in the acceptance of women and the way that women are treated within the sport. I, I think sailing is lagging behind a bit and uh, I really hope we see that change over the next few years. There's that famous photo of you and your crew in silver swimsuits. Do you look back on that shot now with regret? I don't think there's anything about that photograph that furthers women in sailing, quite frankly. Um, It was a different time and I know everyone says that, but it was a different time. And I think the only reason we felt that we could do that and to embrace our femininity was the fact that we'd won two legs um, and and that we did come in the end come second overall. I think if we hadn't won those two legs, uh, there's no way that we would have had the confidence to do that. If you've not seen that photo before, you can see it on our Sailing Uncovered Facebook page right now. Uh, Are you still in touch with any of that crew, Tracy? Uh, We've all been in touch for the past 27 years. (laughs) We've had various uh, reunions. Uh, We've never actually all managed to be in the same country at the same time. Uh, But that is about to change. Go on, tell us why. (laughs) Well, when uh, Maiden is launched uh, in June next year, it will be with the entire original Maiden crew, which is very exciting. 
Great stuff. Can you give us a, a bit of a backstory now on Maiden, how you found her and what the future holds? Yeah, well, uh, Maiden was found uh, in 2014 uh, rotting in the Seychelles. Um, someone had just left her there and uh, um, the marina contacted me and said that you, your boat is here. What do we do with her? She's so special. You know, we don't want to see her um, rot away to nothing. So we started fundraising immediately and uh, managed to uh, rescue her, buy her and uh, shipped her back in April uh, of 2017 and um, with some amazing support uh, and the generosity of King Hussein's daughter, uh, Princess Haya uh, bint al-Hussein, uh, we are now restoring her to her former glory and it's a big task. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. How close to that are you now with the launch just six months away? Well, uh, we are, we've just finished all the metal work, which was extensive, and uh, she's now being uh, filled, fed, longboarded and painted. Uh, and from January onwards, we'll be putting her back together again, uh, ready for the launch in June. Now, there's some very exciting news that you'll be announcing on stage during our special Maiden Voyage show. Uh, and we don't want to give too much away now, but do you reckon you give everyone just a little bit of a clue? <laughs> We are going to be making an announcement about Maiden and it's to do with the three-year world tour which starts on September the 9th, uh, 2018. Uh, we'll be uh, sailing Maiden around the world, um, 30 stopovers, 18 countries, holding lots of events, uh, hospitality and day sales to raise money for uh, our charity, uh, which is um, Girls Education. And we are going to announce a certain type of crew member that we'll be taking on the boat during the world tour. Nicely sidestepped. Uh, <laughs> tell us more about the charity initiative. Well, Maiden Education uh, is a charity which we set up because what I didn't want to do when we got Maiden back was just have her as a museum or sail training or whatever. You know, there's, there's so many people that do that so well. Uh, Maiden was inspirational to so many people and that really hit home when she came back uh, to the UK though you know there were so many people that said oh you know I remember Maiden and how special she was and you know she's in, she's been an inspiration to me uh, and all of the crew and and so many others so what we wanted to do was uh, use her to inspire the next generation but also to raise funds for girls education uh, 130 million girls around the world are currently denied that basic human right and uh, the figures from UNICEF prove that if all girls had an education and if there was total equality uh, across education, that we would solve a lot of the world's problems. So for me, it's a very fundamental thing. I threw away my education and uh, this is my way of saying what an idiot I was and trying to put something back. Well, I don't know about that. It's a massive job putting together a project like this one, isn't it? It's an absolutely massive project. Uh, I think uh, Her Royal Highness Princess Haya has taken us to a whole new level of, uh, you know, our belief is you're only stopped by the, the size of your imagination and uh, she's passionate about uh, women's rights, equality, uh, girls' education and, and also about men and women coming together to, you know, to, to make sure that equality exists in the future of our children because that really is the only way forward and everything we do to do with Maiden will have something to do with that, with equality. Tracy, thank you so much. I can't wait to speak in more depth on stage at the London Boat Show. Tracy Edwards joins us on Sailing Uncovered live on Saturday the 13th of January at the XL in a show that we're calling Maiden Voyage. Mike Enser still with me. And wow, it'll be great to hear from Tracy and, and find out what her big announcement will be.
It's a real coup for us. I mean, so pleased, so pleased. You might remember a few months ago, there was a big Channel 4 show, big hit called Mutiny. Um, well, Conrad Humphreys was the helm of the boat uh, in that uh, that reality documentary show he will be bringing some of the crew some of the uh, cameramen some of the producers from that show to explain to us how they put it together and just to remind you they recreated uh, captain Bly's voyage after he was cast adrift with a number of his crew following the mutiny on the bounty he survived um, a multi-thousand mile journey across the Pacific, um, around Australia, uh, and this was their story. So we'll hear from Conrad uh, how they achieved that. Thursday, uh, some more legends. Well, we have the Kafari, been around the world more times than I don't know who. Uh, Le Vagabond, they are YouTube sensations, talking about what they do and how they get the most out of boating. Mike Golding as well. And we're packaging this up as in a... Uh, challenges that we have with the oceans at the moment there's been so much in the news recently about plastics in the ocean these microbeads and d and the vagabond and mike golding all have thoughts and ideas about what we can be doing together in order to improve the oceans now but also in the future as well and Dee will be joining us um, from Australia because, of course, she's competing in the Volvo Ocean Race right now. So we'll be hearing from her. And then in the later show, uh, another legendary name, Alex Thompson, will be joining Mike Golding on stage to, uh, well, discuss, you know, they used to be real rivals. And I'm not sure they even used to like each other. But now they're the best of friends. Or so we think we will find out. Uh, on Thursday afternoon at the London Boat Show. Join us for that. Friday's going to be interesting as well. We've mentioned innovations, and, and Britain has always led the world with innovations. The UK is innovation central. If we think about how many inventions have come out of the UK, the television, the telephone, the fax machine, the internet has come out of the UK. Um, we are uh, a nation of innovators, many of which have taken those innovations have been in, in, in sheds and gardens. Uh, really passionate people who are thinking ahead, developing ideas and making things happen. And that's what we'll be celebrating in that innovation show. And then the big climax to the London Boat Show on Sunday, we have got on stage family adventurers, Casper Craven and his wife, who basically gave up the rat race and took themselves and their kids around the world on a yacht. So if you've dreamt of doing that, or if you're actually planning to do that, uh, come and listen to Casper um, and, and hear how he did it and, and pick up tips and advice. And he's got some really fantastic stories. And also on Sunday, our homage to the legendary, iconic BBC broadcast, The Shipping Forecast. There are warnings of gales in White, Portland, Plymouth, Biscay, Fitzroy, Seoul, Lundy, Fastnet, Irish Sea, Shannon, Malin, Hebrides, Bailey, Ferrar, Faroes and South East Iceland. And before anyone panics, that's not today's shipping forecast, but it is Zeb Soans, announcer of the shipping forecast on BBC Radio 4. Zeb, thank you very much for oh, joining pleasure. us. Um, now, we've got listeners all around the world, so British listeners will instantly have recognised your voice and know exactly what it is you were reading. But for those who are in other parts of the world, tell us 
in a nutshell, what is the shipping forecast? It's a forecast of the waters around the British Isles. And in fact, many countries have their own shipping forecast. Uh, the sea areas are divided up into 31 locations with very bizarre sounding names. Some of them relate to obvious things like places that we know. Other names relate to things like sandbanks or lighthouses. And it's very popular with people who've never sailed in their lives because it has this poetical, um, almost hypnotic quality. So that's why it's become a, a bit of a cult thing outside of the sailing world. You talk about the hypnotic effect of it, um, especially when you're reading it just before 11? Uh, 12 minutes midnight? to 1. 12 just minutes to 1. To 1 o'clock. So lots of people are in bed with their cocoa and, you know, it's. I, I put people to sleep. I'm basically a tranquilizer, I think. <laughs> but why do you think it, it has really such a part in, in British life? I think many reasons. I think it reminds us that we're an island nation. Uh, and it, it kind of drags up all those historical things of uh, proud seafaring past, the Armada. I mean, all these things which are very much kind of in the DNA of the British, whether they're aware of it or not. There's something about the shipping forecast that just transports people when they're at home in bed listening to it to this extraordinary kind of seascape of the imagination. And they, they're safely tucked up at home, but they're hearing about waves crashing against rock or um, storms at sea. And there's something very powerfully romantic about the idea of somebody being out there um, in a very dangerous situation um, and kind of offering almost a silent prayer I think to those people who are in in those stormy waters. And the delivery of course is very important and you do have an amazing voice. Um, is, is, is the shipping forecast available on a, on a podcast these days? Uh, I've no doubt. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone somewhere who records every single one and makes it available online. I'm not aware. I don't think we do that, but it, it does come out on Longwave, uh, which obviously has a very far reach. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's there for people who want it. There's certainly a Twitter feed not provided by us. Um, so uh, that's available all around the world. Oh, wow. We'll have to look into that. Um, how did you get into it? How did you uh, become a reader of the shipping forecast? It's, just, it's part of the job as a Radio 4 announcer. Uh, I'd wanted to work, for, I'd listened to the shipping forecast since being a child. My grandparents' family were all fishermen going back generations, and we always had it on at home because I was brought up in Lowestoft, um, which is a, a fishing town. And so it's very much part of the, the heritage and the community there. Uh, never dreamt that I would start reading it. And the first time I did read it, my knee was trembling under the desk because, because I'd listened to it since I was a child, but also because it's, it's true public service broadcasting in that you know that these words that are leaving your mouth have vital importance to people who need them. Um, so there's this tremendous feeling of responsibility. It's still one of the favourite things that I do because it, it does have that connection with where I'm from. And I really do know the people that, that are listening to it. Now, you have a very calm delivery, um, but I imagine it's not always that calm behind the scenes. Does it ever get hairy? It used to. The shipping forecast used to announce email to us, but it used to come in on a little thermal printer, which would trundle away behind me in the studio whilst I was introducing other programmes. Uh, and what, like a fax? Yeah, like, like a fax. And it would uh, sometimes run out of paper just minutes before you needed to read it. So you'd have to quickly play something, get on the phone to the Met Office and get them to send it again. 
uh, and the paper was incredibly thin. So we kept cornflake packets in the studio and paper clips just for the purpose of the shipping forecast. We would tear it into sections with a ruler, paper clip it to the back of cornflake packets. And that's the way it was read for years. Very, very kind of Heath Robinson um, and, uh, and very kind of old BBC. Uh, but yes, that, those are hairy moments when suddenly you realise that you only had half the forecast. And we'll probably have plenty of hairy moments on stage as well, but it will be great fun. And if you fancy reading the shipping forecast yourselves, then you've got to join us at the Legends Theatre on Sunday, the 14th of January. Thanks for joining us, Zeb. Right, tickets. I see a load poking out of your pocket, which I'm sure you want to give away. But before we do the competition, uh, tell us where can you buy them and how much are they? Uh, the place to get tickets is londonboatshow.com and tickets from, are from as little as £15 and kids go free two kids with every adult ticket free of charge entry into the show and what a great time they'll have and as for those tickets in your pocket how are we going to get our hands on those for free ah these five pairs of tickets that i have in my pocket very very simple this podcast will appear on our facebook page all you have to do is like it for a chance to win some tickets great really looking forward to it give us the dates again uh, that's January the 10th to start, and the last day is January the 14th. Don't miss out! And that is it for this edition of Sailing Uncovered, but you'll be able to watch and listen to some of the best clips and interviews from our live stage show on our Sailing Uncovered Facebook page and by following us on Twitter. And we'll be back with a brand new episode in the new year. So from all the team at Sailing Uncovered, have a wonderful Christmas and thanks for following us over the last year. Hope you can make it to the London Boat Show and we'll see you there. <laughs>